0: Charlie Chaplin said,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is Patreon Requested Spoilers. Hey now. That's good. I like that. Because it's a silent movie. Pantomime. Yeah. Hey now. That's the title card says. Everybody, welcome to Patreon Requested Spoilers. This Patreon request comes from Nathan, uh nathan recently rejoined the patreon so we're happy to have him back um he had an opening question for the boys uh and i just closed it for some (laughs) odd reason
2: let me open that back up something Uh, like experience with silent films do you like them
0: yeah i guess i'm just wondering about y'all's relationship to silent movies are there any you've seen and enjoyed do you find it difficult to get stoked about watching old silent movies like this? Hope this is appropriate. Looking forward. Very appropriate opening question, Nathan. Um, I don't know. You want to go west to East? St- Stevie, I think that might be you. No Corey, no Mikey tonight.
3: <sighs> Am I the Weasus? Wow. Mm-hmm. Wowza. That's got to be a first. Um. Experience with silent films. Not great. Um, the most experience I have with silent films is, uh, in college, my professor, uh, my film, my, uh, film studies professor. Um, he, uh, we went on a run of silent films and, you know, when you're taking a three and a half hour course on a Thursday during the winter, it's hard to get a little stoked for it, especially when you're in, in a dark room with like heavy clothing and trying not to fall asleep. And you know this class started at like 6 so you've already eaten dinner and um, yeah didn't uh, have a great energy forum pap that's like the most experience I have with silent films but I was excited ever, I was excited to watch this one
0: is have you ever voluntarily watched a silent movie not once or only for a class or so only for a
3: class to... because not not because it was like, a guy to write a you know I had to like present something it was like I was forced to
2: watch this
0: Okay, yeah. Josh I feel like you probably took some film studies
2: classes in college i did i feel like stevie just basically took my answer <laughs> um i wouldn't say our professor went on a run but it was definitely part of the curriculum going through like the iu media school at that time um i think it's not very hard for me to get stoked i'll answer that part of the question and you hinted at it already pat if it's just me it is kind of depressing to watch a movie this old. What comes to mind sometimes is how like all the people involved are like dead and everything. Dead another <laughs> way, really. like, but, get ready, Brett. We're going to come to you for who's alive anymore. They're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's just kind of a tough thought when you're alone watching it. But I do feel like if we're watching it as part of a movie club or part of a podcast like this, it's more of a feeling of like bringing new life to it. And I do really like that.
0: Hmm. Well, this is Pappy, recording from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Next week says, according to Letterboxd, I've seen 14 silent movies. Oh, nice. Most recently, The Artist, or I mean, in terms of like when they came out, The Artist, I don't know if you guys have feelings about The Artist. I remember liking it at the time. I know it's it's
3: really hated. Mm
0: -hmm. The Disaster Artist? No, just The Artist. Just The Artist. Oh, just, just.
3: John Goodman starring Mm -hmm. The Artist.
0: Yeah, I wanted to finish off the, uh, I think it was the 2008 AFI Top 100 list. So, I ended up seeing like four, three or four Charlie Chaplin movies for that. Um, And I saw one Charlie Chaplin movie in a theater one time um, in Denver, Colorado. They did a series on like afterlife movies or movies that like had elements of like heaven or something and they played Charlie Chaplin's The Kid. And I'll I'll tell you, that was a pretty great atmosphere because there was like a bunch of like families there and kids loved watching Charlie Chaplin on the big screen. I was surprised at how like Mm -hmm. Uh, like, captivated they were. It plays for all ages. So, like I I do appreciate a silent film, um, but I think you got to focus. You know what I mean? It's not one where you can look at your phone because you might miss critical (laughs) dialogue (laughs) or or, or intertitle cards.
2: Have you seen enough silent films to see the one where it has like the original uh, guy looking at the other girl with lust while he's like holding hands with, you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about the Garden I... of Eden? No, no, no. There's like a guy. No, sunrise, A Song of Two Humans. That There's one? a man walking down a sidewalk with a woman in tow, but another woman that he finds oh attractive God. walks past. <laughs> so he's like glancing back at her. Oh, the meme? You guys know that meme? Yeah. yeah. That mm-hmm. meme is from a silent film. Pappy knows, right? I don't know. What ah! film? Okay, sorry. Brett, we will look
0: that up while you uh, give your experience and level of stokeness for watching a silent All film.
4: All I heard was, we're not going to listen to you talk. That's okay. No, I'm going to um, listen to you. right now. This is, this is Brett from Fort Wayne. Um, let's see. I've seen that first movie type thing, A Trip to the Moon. Uh, I think it's like six minutes long. I don't know, ten minutes long. I watched The Artist and Wings for the Oscars when I watched all the best pictures, and I absolutely loved The Artist. I thought it was really, really cool. Wings was okay. I mean, they're 80 years apart, so, you know. And then I watched this movie. It's my
2: first Charlie Chapman movie. Now, wings yeah. is is that more known for its like cinematography? Yes, where camera movement,
0: the Ryan Johnson canto bite shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And Charlie yeah, Chaplin movies are more about like the physical comedy. It's about the walking
3: mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. How are the walks?
4: <laughs> I found the answers. Think there's so much more to that, but we'll. But yeah, so I don't have a lot of. Do I get pumped? No, not really, but. um Again, I really like the artist, and you'll find out if I like this movie or not.
2: we will see. I found answers. I'm seeing a leak from Snopes. The distracted boyfriend arguably came from Charlie Chaplin's 1922 short film Payday. Mm. So that is a real thing. Maybe we can put this image up on our. I think we actually have had this up on our Instagram a couple of years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Never heard that's how rewind. I know about it. The Charlie Chaplin, we well, yeah, <laughs> infinite likes on ancient memes like that. Um, you mentioned like the 1922 film Payday. This is the oldest film that we've ever done in the history of spoilers. Oh, yeah. 1931 City Lights, and interestingly. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the British Film Institute's Sight and Sound list, uh, but they publish a list of the greatest movies of all time. According to them, this is the best movie we've ever done in the history of spoilers, landing at the 36th best film of all time. Stevie, I know it's probably- you have never 30, done a
3: better movie than thirty-six.
0: Here's here's the we've never done Vertigo. No, so here's some of the ones that I've seen that uh, stand out. That are ahead like of Haas, Vertigo, Citizen Kane, yeah. Singing in the Rain, Apocalypse Now, Seven Samurai, Do the Right Thing, uh, A Josh Pivot Taxi Driver
2: Ooh, at twenty nine. That wasn't a pivot. That was a trade up. A trade up. Sure.
0: <laughs> I guess Josh, when you watch something like city lights do you get the sense that you're watching one of the greatest films of all time nah before we even get any details
2: of the movie already said nah but um (laughs) (laughs) i think you have to basically read to get that knowledge i don't think you're gonna know man like you can watch a bunch of old silent films and obviously some have more quality in them than others but i don't think you'd necessarily ever think that they are better than your top 10 like favorite modern movies you know what I mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can appreciate this for its historical value but would you put it above like E.T. or uh Fight Club or something I'm just naming a couple random decent movies that I'm thinking of
0: <laughs> E.T. Fight Club and City Lights the Mount Rushmore of American <laughs> film <laughs>
2: Pat,
4: did you see what was uh, the highest movie on this list before City Lights?
0: Uh, at
4: Number 38, Breathless. Oh.
0: Uh, <laughs> Ancient spoilers pick. Also seeing Rear Window on this list?
4: Yep, 40. Nice. So that might
0: be the uh, closest. I don't know. I heard uh, the Blank Check podcast. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that, but they had uh, David Alrick or Elric on or whatever. And they said there's no distinction between calling a movie the, a best movie of all time or your favorite movie of all time? They said they reject that distinction. What? Uh, isn't that not insane, Stevie? There's a difference, right? Like, There's such stupid, a difference. A, a rational person knows those are two different words with two different meanings.
3: Like Mad Max Fury Road is my favorite movie of all time, but I know it doesn't even touch either of the Godfathers. Like,
4: hey
3: Amen, yeah. It's a really stupid thing to say. That's...
2: It's so
4: dumb. I, I don't think I've ever heard anything so dumb in my life. That's really dumb.
2: And I know the Godfathers are pretty good, but they pale in comparison to Ace Ventura. There you so go. <laughs> there you go. We're dropping some class.
4: He was with
3: some knowledge.
4: Ace
0: Ventura, breathless. City lights. Fight club. Stevie... Then I want to come back to you then. So, we're acknowledging that like sometimes things aren't our favorite, but we can acknowledge their greatness. Yes. Why do you think City Lights is considered the best movie we've ever spoiled in the history of spoilers?
3: So, this is something that had to grow over time, in my opinion. I don't think people foresaw like what would happen. Just for the simple fact that, like, I mean, this is a rom-com, right? Mm-hmm. Rom-coms Definitely. were- I mean, are some of the best movies you can think of up until like, I don't know, eight years ago and they stopped making them. And a lot of it, I feel like, was influenced by this movie. There's so many beats and so many little things where you're like, oh yeah, I see that. I guess you could lead a lot of rom-coms back to this movie.
2: Please give us some of those beats off the top of your head. What are you talking about?
3: (sighs) Like the tramp, like... The girl being blind and not knowing what the tramp looked like, and then him freaking out at the idea of her get, of like her getting her sight. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a million tropes you can think of. Like in rom coms, I can't think of the top of my head where you're like, okay, Aladdin, man saves girl, Shallow Hal. Yeah. Oh, Shallow Hal's a great one. There you go.
2: One thing, Pappy, to answer your question, like. Not many movies that I've seen have a title sequence where it says the movie title and it's like a physical set. (laughs) Right. It's like huge. The the city lights, it's only there for like a few seconds, but they made this whole city scene with huge lights that spell out the word city lights. And that's Mm -hmm. pretty impressive, I think. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And I think 99% of this was shot on a studio a lot. Like only like some of the scenes when they're drunk driving the car later were actually shot on location. So all the things that you see downtown, like the opening with the statue, um, just like forced perspective using miniatures. And, and I think that's what distinguishes like a best between a favorite too. It's like, that is an incredible just accomplishment for a film almost a hundred years ago.
4: Pat. Yeah. Here's something I picked up on that. I mean, I guess I could be wrong, but. To me, it seemed really obvious when 80% of when they were driving around during that drunk driving scene, that those street blocks were closed Mm -hmm. to the public.
0: (laughs) Probably a good idea.
4: (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, there's literally no cars when they're driving over the sidewalks and stuff like that. So, I mean, again, yeah, it's smart. But I guess if I noticed it, then maybe maybe it wasn't hidden well enough. But again, it it didn't bother me. It's just something I noticed.
0: It's also kind of interesting that it's called City Lights, and it's not like a clear city where this is taking place, right? There's like a little bit of like a bunch of different cities.
4: Yeah, it's supposed to be ambiguous.
0: Because it's shot in like a
2: studio lot. How would you freaking know? Like, what, what are you looking is? for? The Empire State Building didn't even exist Like, Maybe not. Brooklyn yeah. Bridge, man. Well, the
4: the tramp's supposed to be British, and then when the, the millionaire leaves, it says... He's going Europe. to Europe, and then later it says back from Europe.
3: Oh, so it's in Canada. Obvious.
4: I, I mean, they're driving on the right side of the road. I don't know. Not many countries drive on, or at least the steering wheel on the right side.
2: Can't so. you just tell by their accent? <laughs> right. By uh, the strange one part. <laughs> by the at the weeks? beginning. Kazoo. Dude, at the beginning of the movie, they give a freaking speech, and it is literally like. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they do that? It's
0: like the adults in a peanuts. <laughs> yeah. Talking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brett, I, I'm interested. This is your first Charlie Chaplin movie. We, we call him the Tramp, and I feel like Charlie Chaplin and his character, the Tramp, have almost become interchangeable now. But this is like a specific character in a subset of movies that he started and directed. How would you characterize the Tramp based on this one movie? He's a character who went through some like evolution, but this is like peak Tramp, as they'll say.
3: Um,.
0: Super Tramp, if you will.
3: Hey, I like that.
4: that it's hard to say. Obviously, his shoe size is about six sizes too big I, on purpose. Um, I know Stevie will make fun of it later, but I thought the way he walked down the stairs was really funny and really impressive. He would, like, change his lead step, like, halfway down the steps, which is crazy to me.
2: Uh, you know why he had big shoes? no big balls <laughs> <laughs> yeah. isn't that the saying
4: <laughs> something like that i don't, I don't think so but anyway, sure, Josh. uh he just seems. it seems to have a good heart i guess and he's poor obviously but
0: he's ungodly horny as well like i feel like across all of his movies in real life too yeah in real life too is that um, right he had a lot of kids i think
2: by a lot of different <laughs> women He's um, like Nick Cannon of the 30s. Yeah.
4: Or Sean Kemper. The- hey, hey, Brett. Wow.
2: <laughs> Brett. I noticed there's an early scene where he's looking at a naked woman statue, and she's like, pretty. it's a pretty detailed statue. I felt like Ooh. I was a little surprised by that with such an old movie. I was
4: going to ask you both. Th- this is pre-code, right? Wasn't code 34? I think so. So, Brett and I were kind of talking about just in the first like five minutes there's like I don't know three or four or five dirty jokes kind of like
2: what are some of them
4: uh Brittany what are some of the dirty jokes See, sat on that statue's
2: face uh, <laughs> yeah the nose went up his butthole yeah <laughs> he was all he was uh, dude he was staring very creepily at the naked statue so that's one of them mm-hmm.
4: you are you talking what do you say Hello.
0: the haze code by the way was 1934 uh he's also i don't know i feel like there's also like some like sexual ambiguity with the tramp too you know what i mean like you can tell that like bugs bunny was based off of like the marx brothers and like even a little bit of like the physical comedy of charlie chaplin where like he'll kind of like smooch yeah the tramp isn't afraid to smooch a dude you know what i mean (laughs) yeah we
4: that's brit Brit and i picked up up on that stuff too some definitely homoerotic moments especially at the very beginning
0: Mm -hmm. stevie but the the hopeless romantic that is the tramp who's who's the love interest here um for the for the horny horny tramp
3: um she's a girl who's selling flowers and she is not just any girl she's blind and the tramp figures that out by waving a flower in front of her eyes. I mean, this this story is kinda of hard to pull off because there's not a lot of like talking place cards, like reading place cards. So it's not.
0: So much more like fewer than other oh, Chaplin movies. So do.
3: like by I was like surprised <laughs> by like how few there were. And like the way he's able to tell the story just by acting physically is pretty genius.
2: Mm-hmm. Can I say that with Virginia Cheryl when I was a kid? Oh yeah? She just seemed like an older woman. She is a babe. <laughs> I get why she was like a big actress. Like she has an old timey look, but she is still pretty a hundred years later. And that's pretty cool, I think,
0: actually.
4: Mm-hmm. I mean, she's probably not pretty a hundred years later, but
2: But yeah, I know what you mean. Come on, Brett. It, she she holds up. She's lost a lot of weight. Brett, <laughs> dude, what is your problem? <laughs> you don't want to be th- I thought I thought you didn't want to be the death guy. I got a morbid sense of humor. I'm just messing around. Yes, I think she's very pretty,
4: you're right.
0: The scene where they meet had the Guinness Book of World Records for most like retakes or like reshoots of a yeah. single scene.
4: Do did you, did you know
2: you, yeah.
0: you read that, Brett, too? He burned a
2: lot of them. Yeah, 342. Mm-hmm. And it's still the worst scene with them? Like, Whoa. what were they doing?
0: Well, I think it was just like the evolution of trying to figure out, like, how can we believably have her think that Charlie Chaplin's a millionaire? Yep. And so. Yep, that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. He
4: couldn't He couldn't figure out how to accurately portray it with, like, no talking, her being blind. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And it is, I mean, pretty perfect and, like, seamless, right? Just in terms of, like, the way that the door shuts on the other car and she thinks that she's, he's driven away. Like, I mean, it's clever the way it's
2: whole uh, constructed. It's you don't think so? No. Uh, I think any logical viewer would realize she still has a sense of smell. And there's even a yeah, time. No other oh, very good. She gets down on her knees and is right near his crotch when she's like digging for a flower on the ground. Come on, dude. And, and you know
4: he hasn't showered in a month. Tramp
3: funk from a mile away, dude.
2: <laughs> she's blind. Her, sm- her smell is heightened. <laughs> Worst, p- worst part of the movie so sad they did so many retakes it's terrible
0: she goes to throw out that water and all of a sudden she goes <laughs> 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 God, something <laughs> smells cleaner than it did a second ago <laughs> Stevie we meet our eccentric millionaire character too there's only a few characters in this movie you know what I mean like maybe four or five like major characters he's probably the third most major character my What's favorite character He's great. He's dude.
4: awesome, dude. <laughs> this, on my note. Oh my god, the the funniest thing to me. Someone tell me you also think it was hilarious. Like every time, even some minor skirmish came out and he took his coat off <laughs> like he's <was> gonna fight. <laughs> oh my god, it made me laugh. It made me laugh every time. Like, dude, that was so good. Like apparently he was like a big time silent
3: movie actor. So like he was really good at that kind of stuff. Like, it it shows. I think. I call them like energy characters are important in every movie where they're not in every scene. They're not the main character, but they bring energy to every scene they're in. And I got that with the the lush millionaire every time. And (laughs) it's such a cheap joke. And I mean, it's not the most like, I think it's groundbreaking probably for them. But the idea that a man is like best friends with the tramp when he's hammered. And then we'll throw him out in the streets when he's sober is the funniest thing to me.
2: Especially I do you know, also like it, he doesn't even remember him when he's sober. Like his memory is is better when he's all fucked up. Drunk. When the tramp is
3: like pleading with him, like tell the cops like you gave them like this money, tell like tell them. Like Who is this like, man? Who is this? I, I bust busted up laughing with the who is this man? And I'm not gonna
0: lie, like yeah, freaking funny.
3: You guys said this is like pre Haze Code, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. One year before.
3: Oh thank God. Um I thought those parties were pretty wild, man. I would have enjoyed to like hear like the actual like music they were listening to and what they were saying.
0: The level of debauchery is insane. Yeah. This is like during prohibition though, right? Like you couldn't legally be out drinking. Rich people could. Well, they always
2: could. I thought it was pretty shocking to see the girls in kind of like pajamas and also like sleeping on the ground the next day. That's very like garden state. Uh, to be yeah. which is a much superior movie, right, CV? That should be top twenty-five on that list, Pat.
3: Don't get top five, bro.
2: <laughs> Pure Keen. oh Isn't
0: that super weird, though, to think of like people a hundred years ago getting like blackout drunk and partying? You know what I mean?
2: Like sleeping on the floor. This has
0: been around a long time. It's just wild, though. You know, like that was their reality, and it was illegal too to do. There's probably an extra thrill. Was there any debauchery, Josh, of the tramp and the millionaire that you particularly liked?
2: Um I think we should say that the first time we meet the millionaire, he's hanging down he's hanging out down by the river with a noose around his neck, about to like hang himself or drown himself in a river or something. The scene may be by modern standards goes on a little too long
4: the second fall in the water but even still i was like oh it's still funny but yeah i'm with you
2: if you want to dig really deep into like what this like means and stuff it's almost like he's trying to kill himself while he's drunk and they're dunking each other in water over and over again a baptismal moment if you will and then uh they come up and he's like i don't want to kill myself anymore and we're friends for life now a little bit later, he does try to grab a gun and put it in his mouth or something. <laughs> but after that, he does seem to leave the suicide stuff alone. Right, Pap? It, it, he does seem to get better off with his friendship with Charlie.
4: Mm-hmm. I think he grabs a gun again towards the end with the bad guys. but
2: Yeah, he's trying to shoot Charlie because he's sober at
4: that point. <laughs> <laughs> there was one little joke when the rich guy's pouring that alcohol down his pants. And then he sits on the couch and then the butler gets really mad Then he stands up and then he does a fake sit on the couch and like starts like cracking up. That actually made me laugh too. And it's hard to describe, but
2: like he was messing around with the butler.
4: Yeah. Like he was acting like the guy told me he couldn't sit. So he's like, okay. Then he does a fake sit. And then he's like, I'm shaking my head, like giggling, like uh, the dog in duck hunt. That's kind of what he
0: does. (laughs) I love the rivalry between the tramp and the butler. Like, the butler hates the tramp. Like He thinks he has no business partying with the millionaire.
4: He's, he's like, opposite of the tramp. Like, tramp loves drunk millionaire and hates sober millionaire, and the butler loves sober millionaire and hates drunk millionaire.
0: I love the scenes um, when they're at the, like, Dinner, uh, like restaurant thing, where there's like a show. It's so impressive. What would you like about it?
4: The timing, like with this, I mean, like, I I just feel like so many people would have gotten burned with those cigars. Like, the timing of everything was so. Now, obviously, I'm sure they did a bunch of takes, but. I don't know. Just everything flowed really well. Like almost like a Rube Goldberg. Just, uh, I don't know. The cigar thing was really funny and just, I don't know. I feel like they would have burned themselves practicing that, but that was pretty funny when he danced. It was, it made me laugh.
2: The comparison I to Rube Bol- Goldberg is pretty brilliant, Brett. Not going to lie. I wasn't sure
4: after I said it, but it just seems like everything goes together. One thing happens and the next thing happens and,
2: did you guys notice that one woman come to the front of the screen and do this, like, gyration twerking movement?
4: Was it Jean Harlow? She Who's was in that? this movie, apparently. Really famous actress.
2: Do you guys know what I'm talking about? She shakes it hard. Hard twerk? Never seen anyth- I've never seen anything like it on screen, actually. I'll send a screenshot to you guys. I'll give you a time code.
0: That's the thing too is, you know, no one back then was like drinking water to recovering from these hangovers either. They were just like going harder and harder. (laughs) Like they must have been like an eternal state of feeling terrible. Um, I also noticed in this part too, I feel like this had a tracking shot or or something where it like kind of pushed in on Charlie Chaplin's feet while he was like kind of tapping to the beat, which is like it, it really stands out in this movie when you see something a little bit different like that and the camera moving. And then it also has the s- film sped up a little bit, which yeah. I think is like just them turning the, cr- like literally turning the crank of the camera at a different pace in order to achieve that like, effect, <laughs> which is just fucking mind-blowing to think about. Um, but there's an on-again, off-again relationship, like we mentioned, with the millionaire. Stevie... The tramp is becoming more and more in love with the blind girl. He's got to come up with a couple different ways to make money. Um, do you remember any of those ways that he tried to make money?
3: <laughs> so blind girl's behind on the rent, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: $22. $22 doll hairs, which today would be what? I looked it up. It's $400 Damn.
0: That's actually not that expensive. No,
3: that's cheap. Rent. No. What was she doing? Like, how were, Why was she so bad at selling flowers? She's she blind? I mean, (laughs) just because you're blind doesn't mean you can't sell. True, but people might take advantage of her.
4: (laughs) (laughs) She's got
0: super smell. She knows how many.
3: Yeah. (laughs) She knows. Um, But I think he, does he become a street sweep? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what it looks like. (laughs) And that doesn't go to plan. And then the ultimate, maybe there's one beforehand, but the ultimate payoff is the boxing match, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. had me laughing from the beginning to. What that. was your favorite part of that, Brett?
4: <laughs> the first time the bell rings and he's hiding behind <laughs> the ref, and then he would pop out and punch him. That like every time he did that, like Josh or someone might argue that it went on too long, but every time he did it, I was like, yes. I also
2: no I know. that was that was better than him drowning himself four times. For I sure, love, for sure. I Plus, love every this time bit.
4: when they punched each other. It looked so freaking funny to me.
3: And then he pushed her, it looked great. Also, when um, he did like the edge spear to the ref, it <laughs> yeah. looked so weird. Like he was on wires almost. Did anybody catch that?
2: Oh, he's definitely on wires. Yeah.
3: Definitely on a wire.
2: Did you guys all rewind it and watch it again? Oh, yeah.
3: I was so taken aback by
2: it. <laughs> Dude, his pants were like pulled up. He was matrixing around. <laughs> It was pretty
0: cool. The back of his pants are like lifted higher than the rest of his body. But I mean, yeah, it's an incredible effect, and there's no, there's no way you're seeing that on like a 1933, you know, uh, Cineplex somewhere. You know what I mean? Like that's probably like seamless back
2: then.
4: But I loved it all. I loved the guy he boxed. He thought he was really funny.
2: Guys, click the link I sent you in the chat. So this is at the party
0: or at the um, dinner club. Mm-hmm. do you want to describe the motion that this woman's doing
2: i already tried to please <laughs> you Pap. she's vibra. i mean
0: she's vibrating she's shaking everything then a man comes and takes her away and i feel
2: like that's what gets charlie chaplin a little uh, shakes, he's all, twi- all twitter baited, juiced up she shakes her <laughs> butt thighs <laughs> chest face like it's insane what she does mm. it's not bad mm-hmm
0: and even like like the next shot too with like the, the plate that the waiter's holding, like I, I fucking got obsessed with that shot too because like they have a couple dishes fall off. I mean, the rest are clearly like anchored to the thing, you know what I mean? But the fact that he's thought <laughs> to have a couple dishes fall off so it kind of looks real is like just a great touch. You yeah. would never ever notice that uh, if you're watching it in real time. Josh, I thought it was cool in that whole boxing setup too. We're watching a movie from 1931. And there's a black guy in it and there's no racial like stereotypes or jokes or anything about that. You know what I mean? It's just a black guy in a movie back then. Like that that kind of blows my mind as much as anything, you know?
4: Because think about it, think about it, Pat. Cause Cimarron came out the same year and we know that's got like the most stereotypical black character of all time in it. Which one? Cimarron.
0: Mm, yeah. Oh, Miss Lotus! Like, oh
4: my god! Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, that
0: which is incredible too. There's no way that's a better movie than City Lights.
2: I don't think so. No. Can I talk about this guy a little bit and Please. his character arc in this movie, Pat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want me to? I don't know if you want to spend the time on it, but no. Yeah. He's like a cool guy. He like lights Charlie Chaplin's cigar or cigarette or something like while they're getting warmed up in the like waiting room. And Charlie Chaplin in general is just like really like impressed by him and is like, if this is the like, he okay, no words are spoken, obviously silent film. And there's not even like any text that comes up, but through everything that you see, it's very clear that Charlie Chaplin is like, if this is one of the guys fighting, I am dead if I'm in this boxing competition. (laughs) (laughs) But then like the twist on this guy's story is like he fights some random white dude and actually gets, like, knocked out. And I think there's even, like, a little tag on it. Stevie, do you remember, like, he kind of wakes up and does, like, one more thing in the corner, doesn't he? He's up. You mean when uh, he's talking about the flower
4: girl? In the boxing, after he gets knocked out, right, Josh? Yeah,
2: the black... Pappy, do you remember the black guy? He, like... Maybe he just wakes up, and I was just, like, happy to see that he wasn't, like, freaking dead in the movie. He's just, you know, he just had a good fight, got knocked out, and he's back up, and he'll fight again the next day, presumably.
0: I think that's, like, the craziest thing about, like, whenever I watch a Charlie Chaplin movie is, like, he's just yes-anding himself. You know what I mean? Because he has total creative control over everything. I think the bit that you're talking about is, like, uh, the black boxer has, like, some, like, lucky rabbit's foot and like rabbit's horseshoe foot, yeah. right and like charlie chaplin's yeah. like all about that as he's going into it he's like yeah 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 and then like a guy comes out from the previous fight he's got a big black eye, and charlie chaplin like rubs a lucky rabbit's foot over his eye then we he realizes like his friend the black guy gets knocked out he's like oh shit this shit isn't lucky at all and he starts to like undo it like does it like the reverse way or whatever i think that's what you're talking about right
4: yeah well that no josh you're talking about when he gets knocked out he comes back in And then when the whole thing's going on where the little guy knocks out the guy who knocked out the black guy, he's in the background like shaking his head like he's awake. He's not dead. Is that what you mean, Josh?
2: That is what I meant. But I love the fact that Pappy colored that in because all of this takes place within like four or five minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's not like any of these characters were in the first scene and these are like callbacks or anything. This is just like a whole different sketch or something and i'm not saying that's bad but i truly feel like with no words um this character i dude i i'm a freaking terrible person we keep saying the black guy what is his actual name
0: he doesn't have a name in the movie i mean like no no characters are really named in the movie right if you look at the opening credits like the blind girl the tramp Everyone's just kind of like. So a I'll call him
2: Boxer Two. He has a really okay. cool arc with no <laughs> word said in four minutes. That like I will probably remember for a while, and that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Stevie, I mean the boxing sequence is considered one of the greatest like film sequences of all time. Were there any visual gags you found? Oh, the when
3: his uh, when his neck is tied around the rope to the bell. Um, (laughs) scary
2: like so much noose action Mm -hmm. I mean
3: a lot of noose action but it just visually it was hysterically funny to see like back to the corner back in back to the corner and back in also I know it dragged but I know it goes on too long it's one of those things where like a joke doesn't know where to leave or know when to leave but you know when they're both going down for the count I thought that was just brilliant like especially like what Yeah. You know, this one's down, get back up. This one's down, counting him, you know, and eventually see the tramp lose. It was, it was pretty cool. The only thing I will say, though, that was like weird to me was how hard his corner was like rubbing his inner thigh region. (laughs) Like,
0: while he's thinking about the blind girl, like there's. Yeah.
3: I mean, I know it's a, I know it's boxing, you know, it's a leg sport. You got to have your legs, you know, but just. Got stuff. It's a. Uh, it was just a little off putting to see on screen. That's all.
4: All right, Josh. Just to make you feel better, uh,
2: Victor we Alexander. Apologize
4: to Victor Alexander's family. Dude, superstitious boxer.
2: He is hard to look up. What do you mean? Why? It took a couple Google searches, and like if you look on the City Lights full cast and crew, after the first like five or six guys none of which are, like, African-American. It's just, like, this huge list of oldies people, like 30 people. So you'd have to click on them one by one and Google their face, I guess? How did you figure it out? Yeah, but
4: it's because he's named Superstitious Boxer. Ah,
0: Superstitious Boxer.
4: (laughs) Not just
2: Superstitious. Superstitious.
0: I think you said something key, though, Stevie, that, like, the tramp loses this fight. Yes. And I feel like everything in the language of movies feels like he should win this he fight. He should you know win. I mean? <laughs> like he just gets abused and abused like, and abused.
3: You're right. The language of film says like he has to have a win at a certain point because the entire movie like which is great, he's losing. You know, he he's rarely having these wins and you think the boxing matches <laughs> you know maybe where how you read film he would win this and brilliantly for the better of the actual movie he loses
2: Mm-hmm. because it's which, setting himself up for the greater win Stevie? yes which is, that is what you're saying?
3: yes which is the final shot of the film so awesome
1: mm-hmm.
0: which if you would watch any previous charlie chaplin movies it'd be shocking to see him get his ass kicked right like we talked about how the rock and Vin Diesel had to have like a contractual oh, obligation wow. of like who could get punched more times. You <laughs> know what I mean? This is like the, the brand of Charlie Chaplin's The Tramp is infinitely bigger for its time than either of their brands are like now. He's like the most famous. Yeah. like Literally sort of
4: made a silent movie when nobody wanted to see silent movies and it like did really well.
0: Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, I'm with you. And to let him just like get his ass kicked like that is just like, I, I don't know a choice based on art <laughs> and not on uh, like maintaining your brand. Um, but the blind girl does eventually get her vision back. Again, I, I feel like it's like pretty surprising that Charlie Chaplin pulls off what ends up being a robbery of $1,000 from the millionaire. Like, it's not... <laughs> There's no, like, happy resolution to him getting the money Tactically, that she
4: needs. Technically, he gave it to him.
0: Well, and he gave him the Rolls Royce, too, but that didn't seem <laughs> to matter. <laughs> uh, oh, my
4: gosh. I just remembered a funny part. I don't want to forget. No,
0: go ahead. Yeah, say it.
4: When, when they're drunk driving and he says something about you driving and he goes, am I driving? <laughs> Do that in the And
2: Kelly Chaplin, like, crawls over the back of the car.
4: <laughs>
2: Pushes him away from the wheel. Mm.
4: man that was really funny
2: one of the few uh
0: intertitle cards um josh did you get emotional any point here at the end when he's giving up uh, giving her the money for the rent maybe just talk mm-hmm. us through the, the the character arcs first and then how you how you felt about it what
2: actually happens who mentioned the aladdin moment earlier in the film pap stevie pappy didn't mm. pap. what was that aladdin moment um, just that
0: it's, I mean, it's not the same thing as like a goofy, are. a goofy movie, right? It's like the same. Yeah. You're lying to get the girl. Yeah. Not being. I
2: yourself. saw there's this moment here in this scene where he's got a thousand dollars from this heist basically, and he's going to give her all she needs is $22 to pay the rent, but he loves her at this point. So he starts to give her all the money and he has this one like huge eyed wide look and he like balls up a hundred dollar bill and shoves it in one of his pockets. So he's going to give her... Because he's poor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's going to give her 900 and then she like thanks him and kisses him on the wrist and he's so like taken aback that he takes the ball that hundred. And this is totally like a boo when he takes a bite out of the bread. (laughs) Yeah. And then gets all
0: like
2: <laughs> self-conscious and gives it yeah. back to the poor kids that are like the cutest kids in the whole universe mm-hmm. don't have anything to eat. Oh my gosh. Is that not true, Brett? You feel
4: that? Oh yeah. No, definitely. And I just was looking at how much a thousand dollars was in nineteen thirty. And how much
2: is it now? Uh eighteen thousand
4: four hundred and thirty four dollars and sixty cents.
2: Well, they say at one point Charlie Chaplin has to play a millionaire. So is that basically a modern-day Elon Musk walking around? (laughs) It's enough money to cure blindness in 1930. It's like, yeah, I own Twitter and (laughs) BD. I
4: I can't imagine there were that many billionaires back then. Maybe just one? I don't know. Rockefeller was rich, but maybe he didn't have a billion dollars back then.
2: Either way. Okay, Pap, we got the original rom-com here. And the girl, Mm -hmm. who is way too pretty for the main character guy, even though, you know, I don't know. He actually falls in love with her despite all his selfishness. And he gives her all the money, like I said. And pretty soon after that, like, she sees him. And even in Mm -hmm. his tattered clothes, and even though he's being, like, tormented by these hilarious newsies on the corner these like teenage kids just (laughs) giving them hell they're awesome i love those guys too they're awesome characters but um yeah man it it all plays out a lot like a modern day rom-com and that like she sees the good in him he's like willing to change his ways and they're gonna help fix each other i think pat i
4: feel like she kind of makes fun of him first though that's what i think i didn't really like
0: it's a. I think it's, like, supposed to be brutal, right? Like, he is... What she says to
4: him is kind of mean.
0: Well, I mean, first of all, like, the whole setup, right, of when he's giving her the money, she touches his hands, like, an extra amount. You know what I mean? So it's establishing how that bridge is going to be crossed later. But this is, like, the most fucked up tramp of all time. You know what I mean? He looks terrible. He doesn't have, like, his <laughs> yeah. signature, like, look about him. <laughs> He's been in jail for a while. Yeah. And I mean, he sees, I I, I don't know, Stevie. It's like, it's hard to, maybe this medium fails us like describing how great Charlie Chaplin was at emoting with like every single muscle in his face. But the look of like recognition when he finally, when he sees her. It's awesome. It's amazing. It's And you know exactly what a person's thinking just based on what his face is doing. It's an incredible art form.
3: Not just his face, but also, I mean, it goes without saying, Charlie Chaplin is like one of the like great physical actors, right? Just body-wise. Oh, yeah. like Him and Buster Keaton probably, right? Uh, Charlie, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'd say Charlie Chaplin to even a greater extent.
2: Did he do... Dangerous stuff like Buster Keaton. I guess even in this movie, that sword could have easily gone up his butthole. Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: Josh.
4: I think he does some pretty crazy stuff in modern times, but I haven't seen it.
2: I'm serious, dude. I think that was a dangerous scene to film. I thought it did. That was crazy. Sorry,
4: Stevie. Sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah, sorry it's Stevie. just,
3: I was just kind of, you know, it's, it's it's something obvious I was just saying, which is, you know, Troy Chaplin's not, even, you know, just great at emoting, but. Just a fantastic physical actor and it's fun to watch.
0: How do you interpret those final last scenes, Brett? Like when I mean is is it a happy ending? Because like she's being really mean to him. Like how where can the story go after this? You know what I mean? I think it is a happy ending. I
4: I think I, while it does come off as mean, I'm gonna play the I'm gonna play the advocate of this now. I feel like maybe it was just like a harmless joke,
2: a mirthless chuckle. What line are you talking about in particular?
0: What does she say, Papa? Uh, uh, you're uh, oh look, I've got a conquest or something, yeah. right? I think she's kind of. And then to add insult it... to industry, in, uh, add insult to injury, she's offering him money. Now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she has no idea he gave her. The equivalent of $20,000, you know, a few months ago.
4: But like the last 10, 15 seconds where they're staring at each other to me is like peak cinema. So I think it's happy.
2: Do you think at this time and age, if you saw someone like that on the street, it would be okay to kind of laugh at them, kind of knowing in your mind that they don't really get what we're talking about, that we're laughing at them? And look, after all, I'm good. I'm giving them like a quarter pence piece or whatever that is. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? I honestly don't think. Probably, maybe this is conjecture. But do you think in 1931 she this would have seen as so evil to be like? This guy on the street's kind of a bozo. I don't
0: know. I offered him a hay penny. What more do you want from a hay
2: penny? It's a wheat penny.
4: <laughs> I mean, I don't think it was evil, but
0: uh, it
2: what's her line at the end? Though it kind of corrects things. She says something like, "It's you, I, right? I see you now. Like I, it's like it's, from no, Avatar. It's not Avatar. I see you.
1: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> it is something like that, though. You'll be right here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think he asked. Can you see? And she says, "Yes, I can see. I can see now. I can. See I can. Now.
2: S- yes, I can see now. Get it?" Mm-hmm. And then Johnny Nash, I can see clearly now. Plays,
4: and that's the end of the movie.
0: <laughs> I mean, Stevie, is there any Great like song. ambiguity? Ambiguity around the happiness of this ending for you? I, I I don't know. I feel like I go I go back and forth <laughs> when I watch me it. Bear this
3: what? I if think it, it's I think it's, it's a happy ending or
0: not. It is a happy, like I mean, it's happy when he's looking at her. But like, what are the next three years like? Get away from well, me! What's modern times, you know? police help!
4: <laughs> yeah, happy what's is she? I take it she's not in modern times since they hated, they didn't like each other. They but, hated each other. Did they really? Apparently.
3: Mm-hmm. That's yeah. even more brilliant because, well, like the final shot says otherwise. That makes
4: it end even better,
3: right? Yeah.
4: Actually. He fired her. Apparently, he was firing
0: people left and right on this movie. He
4: refilmed the last scene with the girl that he actually wanted, but uh, apparently they had just shot too much with the other girl, so he went and asked for her to come back, and she said, "Okay, I'll come back for twice the salary," and he like reluctantly said yes.
0: Really quick, I want to get into the Stevie question. That is like, what happens next? But like, oh, yeah, sorry, Charlie Chaplin's mom died during this movie. The stock yeah. market crashed. Like during this movie, the the Great Depression it took
3: three years to make, right? Happened.
0: It took three years to make, and not to mention, like he's founding his own like distribution company, United Artists. Like no one wants to make these kind of movies anymore, silent movies. So he's like betting, betting the farm, betting it all, and trying to like produce this kind of movie. Like he's a very stressed out, neurotic, perfectionist <laughs> person at this point in his career. But Stevie, what, what do you think happens next, though? In Uh, in the story, mm -hmm.
3: I think at some point, the millionaire is going to see him again. And he's going to see her with the blind girl or the vision girl now. And um, (laughs) I think they're going to have another fun night. (laughs) And uh, I also think that, um, you know, when eventually he wakes up again or whatever, that girl will be able to quell him. And the millionaire will make uh, the tramp's life
2: a little easier. What? Make what? her easier?
3: Make Charlie Chaplin's life easier? Make like actually be his friend easier. when he's sober?
2: Gotcha.
0: Mm. We've got a business now. I thought, down, made, I thought you thought said made. I thought you said
2: life. make his wife easier. Life, life. Now I see. I get you.
0: I hope the millionaire settles down.
2: I hope he finds someone. I feel like he needs that. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah, we're in final thoughts now. This is my main final thought. And this is just a place of ignorance for me. What is the deal with Charlie Chapman's like facial look with the mustache and the high eyebrows and like the paint? Is that hearkening back to like play stuff or like, uh, like I have no idea like what that is.
3: He's supposed to look goofy, right? I mean, maybe he ran into a German guy during World War One. Mm-hmm. Who knows?
2: It's a bit of a Hitler mustache.
3: A <laughs> yeah. bit. <but> <laughs> First of all,
0: Hitler copied Charlie
3: Chaplin. I know. That's why I saying during World War One. I.
2: I know. Mm-hmm.
0: I know Charlie Chaplin's dad was kind of like a, a vaudeville, not but for like the London equivalent, whatever that was, like stage guy. And he played like a well-to-do drunkard. Like that was like his character. On the stage, it's like a drunk guy who is also rich. So I think Charlie Chaplin kind of like based his look yeah. on that. But like Charlie Chaplin's eyebrows in this movie are incredibly inconsistent. Like sometimes they look normal and sometimes they're like thick, painted on like, <laughs> fake boys <laughs> that are like not based in reality. It's kind of all over the place. But I mean, I, don't, I mean, it's like one of the most iconic characters of all time, right? Josh, the tramp, you know?
2: It, he is, but I just vaudeville was the term i was looking for earlier but like this movie is so far back you're getting into like huge spans of history talking about vaudeville informing this like early kind of film that we now watch and created a podcast about and now we're going back in time and seeing this like weird lasting legacy of vaudeville and What makes it seem weird on film is like his girlfriend and the millionaire. They look like regular people, but he's like a puppet or something in the midst of all of it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I think part of it is his Uh, stature, too, right? He's a.
2: He's
4: like five, four, five, five. Tiny guy. Yeah. Yeah. Music Hall is what they called it. Like Vaudeville Music Hall. Is a type of British theatrical entertainment. Uh,
2: the British equivalent, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And you other? have to have the accented features, so like the people in the back row can see right. it, right?
4: That's why the early, yeah, the early uh, movie characters have the, all those huge facial expressions.
2: Yeah, and then when you do a uh, close-up of it, you just see the caked-on layers. Complain <laughs> about it a hundred years so sure. later on a podcast.
4: <laughs> all right. So my last three things that I, three gags that I thought were funny I thought the bald guy in the sun hat and like the cheese dip was like really funny uh, when he's trying to scoop the guy's head he at the party
0: <laughs> yeah the, spoon. the the star
2: what plate. a weird joke
4: yeah um, yeah similar one where he, <laughs> he takes the guy's cheese to wash his hand and he puts the soap back that was really funny um, also just some random thing that shouldn't have been that funny. It's when that guy's trying to pick up that cigar and the tramp <laughs> just comes and knocks him over and takes it. That's all I got. That's all made me laugh.
0: It's hilarious from the guy's perspective. Some dude, <laughs> dude in a roll's Royce yeah, rolls up. It's like, what pushes what the heck? Him back. <laughs> <laughs> It takes oh, a street funny. cigarette right from out. From under
2: that reminded me of trailer park boys, like, always smoking butts. <laughs> like, fighting oh, over gosh. butts. Smokes. <laughs>
0: Only the other uh, final thought that I had was in my research. I think we've talked about this a little bit in terms of the icebox moments. But Charlie Chaplin said of um, continuity errors that if the audience notices a continuity error, that's a failure of the film of being too boring and not the continuity error <laughs> itself. Um, <laughs> that if I you like were that. engaged with the film, you wouldn't be noticing those continuity errors. That's not... Isn't that the fact that he shouldn't have them? But He, he didn't have it.
2: YouTube where he could just re-watch <laughs> it over and over, though.
0: Ding. Yeah, exactly.
3: Pap, how do you feel about intentional continuity errors? Ooh. Um, for comedic effect.
0: I think it's kind of hard as a person who's sight-reading a movie for the first time to know what is an intentional uh, uh, continuity Mighty error.
4: Python
3: and the Holy Grail when he's running.
4: At
0: the castle, hilarious. Didn't
3: that's one of the down. scary movies have like a cop hat that gets bigger and bigger each scene?
0: <laughs> Those are
2: funny. Those are hysterical. That's kind of something that feels like Saturday Night Live-ish, though, doesn't it, Stevie? That's not that's not true Kino.
3: I mean, I.
2: What about the,
3: go ahead, Pep?
0: What about the yeah. guy in the stranger who had the cowboy hat
3: <laughs> in the <that> classroom? <laughs> no, <laughs> that was just
0: ginormous. <laughs> I think it'd be Kino, right, Stevie, though?
3: What's that? What's that mean?
2: Just like the truest artistic form. Of cinema. Criterion
0: oh, Collection. <laughs> <laughs> you have a professor who wrote books on these kind of movies. Yeah. i any other final thoughts? Are we ready for a yes or no? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. We'll go east to east this time. Brett, let me give you a yes or no first.
4: Okay, yeah, uh, I don't... Oh, I'll start by saying give this a really hard yes. I like it so much more than I thought it would... Um, I don't really like slapstick comedy and uh physical comedy is not one of my favorite things, but it was like, it's almost like I've never seen physical comedy until I've seen this movie. Like the way they did it was just really, really good. Ending was awesome. The boxing scene. I mean, that could be like a 15 minute short film and it would be like something I could probably watch over and again, over and over again. Because to me, it was that funny. So, uh, hard hard yes really enjoyed it uh thanks for picking
0: it Uh, that's me next um yeah thank you again nathan for being a patreon uh bold move to choose the oldest movie in the history of spoilers definite hard yes for me um I think silent film is almost like a different art form than like the talkies like normal film Um, dialogue and like storytelling and delivery of lines is such a big part of movies and such a big part usually of like our discussion of a movie. It, It totally like reframes how we talk about or dissect or spoil a movie and Charlie Chaplin is like in a unique position where he's unquestionably the best to ever do it. And this is, you know, truly him at the height of his powers. And I I would say like, you know, if you're worried if you're going to be bored or not, or if you don't know if this is like an accessible or like, you know, good movie, like watch this movie and just really like take note of how much you can infer by the way Charlie Chaplin holds his body and like that to me is like the artistry and the art of this whole thing like the way he like contorts his face the way his posture is held the way he interacts with the people around him he communicates more through you know his his physical body language than like some of the best actors today can even do with their line delivery um i think he is well deserved to being you know you know being known as one of the best actors of all time especially consider this is like a film directed produced starring and the music composed by Charlie Chaplin. I, I don't think we mentioned that. It's insane. It's, it is a true like creative tour de force. I mean, there's, there's no one else who's ever done anything like this. Like even John Carpenter, right? If you're directing, producing and writing the music, you're not starring in it. And like no one else right. has ever been able to do this. And it's, It's truly next level. Great pick, Nathan. Um, Really glad we got to do a silent film at some point. Uh, Very, 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 very hard yes for me. Josh?
2: I was gonna do a yes or no segment where I didn't say anything for a while. Ooh, I like that. (laughs) Uh, Mm. You kind of stole that joke at the beginning of the pod, so I'm good on that.
0: There's only one possible spoiler.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe we'll do another silent film at some point though, Pap, and what will you do then? Like same joke? Just a whole pod, the silence. <laughs> another art project like Blackout mm-hmm. Passion. Fair enough. Right. For my yes or no segment though, I wanna tell you all listeners who maybe haven't seen this movie or maybe haven't seen it recently, one tiny little thirty-second scene. Charlie Chaplin, Charlie Chaplin <laughs> has just visited his girlfriend and he has to leave and he doesn't know when they'll see her again. And so he stands on this like barrel precariously <laughs> to spy on her. And that's like enough. You could cut to the next scene and it's like, that's a creepy weird thing, but there's this like extra tag on the end where his like working class neighbor her working class neighbor comes out. He grabs his like milk and mail smoking a pipe. And he turns and looks and sees Charlie Chaplin in this act, this voyeuristic act, I might say. And he makes some gesture. There's no title card, but he makes a gesture. Like he says, like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Get out of there. (laughs) And Charlie Chaplin trips and he knocks over the barrel. And it's not just a barrel sitting there. It's a barrel that's been collecting water. This is an homage to a different time where barrels in the middle of the city would just be constantly collecting water. The barrel spills and just absolutely fills this dude's whole flat. And Charlie Chaplin sprints off into an alley, jumps into the Rolls Royce that he's stolen from a millionaire, and drives off scene. And if you like that kind of stuff, you're probably going to like this movie. Big yes. (laughs)
0: last but not least Stevie
2: um
3: yeah Uh, I will give this movie a very hard yes I didn't really know how I was gonna you know like it or not um I haven't seen this movie since college and uh, I just didn't have fond memories of being in that classroom in a dark classroom late at night (laughs) trying not to fall asleep uh (laughs) But, yeah, it's just a really fun movie to watch. You know, I think it's what I would consider, like, the godfather of rom-coms. And I do love me a rom-com. I wish they'd make more. I don't know why they don't anymore. And, you know, it's... Growing up in the 90s, you know, there was a rom-com coming out every other week. And now it's like there's, like, one a year where it's like, oh, this is actually a good one. You know, I, I want more. And Stevie
2: I'm, Brett, we should write one. What would, would it be about? No Pappy included in that? You can have like editorial, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, editorial powers or something. <laughs> I don't, you can manage the band.
4: Stevie Fisher, yes or no, then we'll talk about the script <laughs> we're going to write.
2: The one I would write um,
3: would it be about a bank robbery. <laughs> yep, and yes. it would be about like a loner kid in junior high who's like junior high crush is about to move away. Cause their parents like get new jobs in another town. And so this kid gets an idea with him and his friends to rob a bank. So that she doesn't have to move. That's a rom-com.
2: What if he robs a bank in the other town that she's from? And that's where her like dad was going to work. So it's like a double mm. move. I like, so, like that. Dad, her it's, like, da- it's
4: like terrorism.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See what will fucking happen if you try to move, bitch.
4: <laughs>
2: Whoa. <laughs>
4: That's
0: the name of the movie. Well, when that movie gets made, we'll spoil it. Uh, I don't know, Josh, if you have trivia or not. Before we get to trivia, I did want to read an email that we had from loyal Patreon Austin. Yes. He says... Dear Spoiler men. Hello. After recently becoming a Patreon, I figured I would email you and let you know my thoughts in the pod. I found spoilers when I was searching for podcasts in my favorite film, Drive. The first one I saw was this one, and I'm really glad I decided to listen. Number one in the
2: rankings for Drive.
0: Let's go. With a great balance of humor, film insight, and witty, witty banter, between hosts, this pod really has it all. Each host has a different personality and really brings a lot when discussing the film. Some of my favorite things about the pod are no. all the constant shitting on Brett, no. Mikey's <laughs> soundboard, and my absolute favorite, the goddamn train whistle. The better part of my morning is listening to an episode and in the most inconvenient time possibly, a solid <laughs> comes through my AirPods, <laughs> and let me tell you I can't fucking stop laughing every time this is important Josh this is why I want to read this before trivia wrapping every episode with trivia is such a brilliant idea Okay. to wrap a pod yep. and leave the listener eager to hear the next episode thank you guys for keeping the episodes coming and always providing solid content lastly, Bova Jordan Please never stop listening. So please never stop whistling. Sincerely, oh, he stopped a long time Austin, ago. P.S. Don't let the guys get you down, Brett. Your opinion matters just as much as anyone else's. Hashtag, <laughs> wow. stand with Brett, sent for my iPhone. Phenomenal email, Austin. Thank you so much.
2: God. Yeah, it's pretty good. I thought actually that email was interesting because Pappy, yeah. People Please. that listen to our pod, should they have seen the movie or not going into our podcast? What do you think? This is spoilers.
4: <laughs> what? My brother hasn't seen like 80% of the movies. Really? Yeah. yeah well, he's.
2: That's why I think it's interesting. I think we're towing a line where like some people like to listen to a podcast talk about the plot of the movie. I don't. And some and sometimes we're playing more to the people that have seen the movie, and we're like deep diving on like small details. And depending on like who's hosting, maybe that changes. But it's kind of an interesting thing about our podcast. I think it's the
0: way it's always been, and the way it shall always be.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Josh, do you have trivia for real? I do have a trivia, but it's not ideal. Do you want
2: to do a double? Mm. No,
4: we can't do a double. Just for Pappy's is long
2: mine is long is yours good it's not good but it's short it's the closest to all
0: right S- Stevie Brett short and good or girthy and long
2: girthy <laughs> I want to hang out. I, I want to hang out with you guys longer. Hang, let's do girthy all girthy right.
4: but let me go let me go can we take like a, I gotta pee
2: yeah that's fine
4: but yeah I mean I don't want it to be that go, like for, go foul,
0: pee go pee no it'll, it'll go fast I mean, um, people listen
3: to us for a girth right <laughs>
4: well this is length and
0: girth so you know go pee I, while Brett goes pee I'm gonna send a list of whoa don't don't send that call <laughs> pappy. send a list of actors um uh, let me do make sure okay we're going back to an old school game a game we haven't played in a long time sort this shit out uh Was trying to go through some older actors, was like thinking of old actors in my head as the theme for this. I have a long list of actors. The winner tonight will be the Spoilerman who can successfully name these actors in order of least recent birth year to most recent birth year. So, the oldest actor, some of these guys are dead the youngest actor on this list
2: can i ask a question then yes please so if two people are dead is it who was born earlier that's <laughs> yeah, what you're saying not
0: who lived longer <laughs> yeah who was born first okay uh I, oh, i'm ready yep i randomized the order of these actors brett it's sort the shit out uh for the audience at home the randomized order of actors is orson welles Denzel washington Robert De Niro, Michael Caine, Samuel L. Jackson, James Dean, Marlon Brando, Clint Eastwood, Tom Hanks, Daniel Day-Lewis, Jeff Bridges, Al Pacino, Charlie Chaplin. Orson Welles, Denzel Washington, Robert De Niro, Michael Caine, Samuel L. Jackson, James Dean, Marlon Brando, Clint Eastwood, Tom Hanks, Daniel Day-Lewis, Jeff Bridges, Al Pacino, Charlie Chaplin. So... The winner tonight will be the one who can say these in Oldest birth year to newest birth year
2: Can you give us a list? It's in the chat It's in the chat
3: Newest birth year, I
2: like that
0: Eastus to Eastus, then. Brett said it first, so we'll go Brett, Josh, Josh Stevie.
3: Wow. My co kind. Okay.
0: Go um, ahead, Brett.
4: Number one Charlie Chaplin.
0: Charlie Chaplin is the oldest. 1889.
2: Jesus. <laughs> Stevie. What? Every time you hear an age of someone older than you, you say Jesus on the <laughs> spot. That's not cool.
0: Born in nineteen eighty five, Jesus. Damn. <laughs> um,
4: second oldest. Hmm. so Welles.
2: Really? Correct. Well, Stevie said, "God damn." What?
4: Nineteen fifteen. <laughs> Third
2: oldest. Let's go, Brett. Marlon Brando.
0: Correct. Nineteen twenty-four. Is he getting enough time to Google?
2: No, I'm <laughs> not. Googling. Um, I don't
0: believe he is. I don't believe he is. I
2: think. I think my streaks. You're going through a hard stretch. After the next one, it gets hard.
4: I will say, gosh, it's going to be close. Um, next oldest, Clint Eastwood.
2: Correct
0: again. Oh boy. Whoa! 1930. He's four uh-huh. for four.
4: Next, oldest birthday. James Dean.
2: He's five for five. Uh-huh. Let's go, Brett.
4: 31. <laughs> okay.
2: Keep those this fingers and Yeah, this is the one. You're right. <laughs> I'm not. Okay,
4: so
0: I got. It's about... uh, Charlie Chaplin, Orson Welles, Marlon Brando, Clint Eastwood. James Dean. What a trap.
4: Said, Pab. Chaplin Wells. What did I say?
2: Brando Eastwood Dean. Brando, That's
4: correct. Brando Eastwood Dean. Can, um, the ones
2: he has left are Denzel, De Niro, Kane, Samuel Jackson, Tom Hanks, Daniel Day Lewis, Jeff Bridges, Al Pacino. Thank you, Jeff. Oh, it's
0: going to get real hard. Um,
4: I will go with Robert De Niro.
0: Incorrect. <gasps> oh! oh. So I believe that was Josh next. Can you recreate a little less than Yeah, I can.
2: I'll say it kind of slowly for Stevie's sake. He might want to write these down a bit.
3: I mean, didn't Charlie... Brett lay the groundwork though? Isn't that kind of like the part of the game of like keeping going Is you're laying the groundwork
2: for someone else? I guess. Mm-hmm. Or you expected to take notes and read it every yeah. time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, say it. You gotta say each one every time.
2: Okay. Charlie Chaplin. Orson Rex, Marlon Brando, Clint Eastwood, James Dean. Brett mm-hmm. said Robert De Niro, which is wrong. So I'm gonna go with Michael Kane.
0: Michael Caine was born in 1933. Correct.
2: Okay. I'll go with De Niro after that.
0: Incorrect.
2: No way. Ooh, Brett, incorrect. I trusted you. I trusted you. So we got six so Seven. far, Seven. is that right? Yes.
0: six. Esteban, stay bond, but you gotta say those six and then guess the next one.
3: All right, Chaplin, Orson, Marlon, Clint, James Dean, Michael Caine. Hmm. Pap, can you like do like a separator for me of like who's left?
2: Um. I got it, Pap. That yeah, is, that's Josh. great. Thank Robert you, Robert De Niro, Denzel Washington, Samuel L. Jackson, Tom Hanks, Daniel Day-Lewis, Jeff Bridges, Al Pacino. <sighs> I'm gonna say Al Pacino. Yeah.
0: Correct, Don Pacino, nineteen forty. Al
3: Pacino, spelled with an H.
4: Listen,
0: <laughs> listen
3: Al Pinocchio, Al Pacino,
0: Pacino. Get you're busting up ours now, Pacino.
3: Dang it, Brett.
0: What? This might be running downhill from here, Stevie.
3: Al Pacino,
2: get it, Stevie.
3: Brett, you've never seen *Tropic Thunder*. I know. I'm
2: just. Feature spoilers pick.
3: I know. Alpha Chino, man. Um, I'll say um, De Niro.
0: Come on. Correct. Nice. 1943. Get
2: it,
3: Stevie. Run
2: the rest of these.
3: No, they're not
0: runnable because
3: there's people that are real close.
0: Denzel oh. is left. Samuel L. Jackson's left. Tom Hanks is left. DDL is left. And Jeff Bridges is left.
3: Starman would have been in i think eighty-two. A two uh, i think he was around 26 or 27 then i'd put him in the 50s power three and i want to divide s- by
0: pass.
3: <laughs> i'll say sam jackson next get oh it?
0: 1948 samuel L. jackson let's go this is runnable, downhill from here. <laughs>
2: Please keep doing math, Stevie. Again, oh my all of Denzel, so
0: Tom Hanks, Daniel Day-Lewis, Jeff Bridges. Who is the oldest? Oh,
3: I want to say, the name of the 5 in the 60s, Tom Hanks. I think was...
2: Divide by a sign. Dude,
3: I, so I, I don't know if I can find this about these people's Minus movies. Chet Hanks. <laughs> Uh this might trip me up here but I'll say Bridges is next.
0: <gasps> 1949. Nice. <sighs> He's only got 3 names left. It's Denzel Washington. It's Tom Hanks. It's Daniel Day-Lewis.
2: Who's the oldest of those 3? It's Denzel, not Danzel. Denzel, Denzel.
0: Denzel. That's uh, how
2: he wrote it, too. Listen, I've got up.
0: a lot of responsibility here.
3: <laughs> I, I think Denzel was. See, I think Glory came out in 88. And I think he would have been in his 20s, and that probably places him around 60. Uh, see, Tom Hanks. Four
2: score, seven years ago.
3: See, Tom Hanks, he was in Bosom buddies. And that places him a little further than that. So there's Denzel, Hanks, and Daniel Day. Mm -hmm. Trying to remember when My Left Foot came out. I think they came out in eighty. I don't think Daniel Day is that old yet. I'll say Tom Hanks is next.
0: I'm sorry, Ah, I got
3: close. No, (laughs) that's
0: fine. Brett, Stevie just ate up a lot of field for you there. Can you take it to the okay, house?
3: Okay, so uh, Chaplin,
4: Wells, Brando, Eastwood, Dean, Kane. Dean Kane. Pacino, De Niro, Dean Jackson.
0: <laughs> Dean Kane. Bridges. Correct.
4: Danzel. Dan.
0: Danzel. Tom Hanks. Daniel Day-Lewis.
4: I am going to go against my better instincts and I'm going to say Denzel Washington.
0: Correct, nice, Brett. Nice, Brett. To get a hot take and to toss it to Spoiler Man, who's older, Tom Hanks or Daniel Day Lewis?
4: What would suck is if I missed this and the person who didn't get any of them. I got
2: some. So that sorts this shit out. I got some. Beast. I didn't get any.
4: I'm spot. Okay. So we got Tom Hanks and Daniel Day Lewis.
2: Who is it's Olga? gotta be
4: it's gotta be Tom Hanks. That's correct, Bryce. And then Daniel yeah, Day Lewis.
0: Correct. Thank you. Once again for the audience at home, Stevie, Stevie did carry the ball. You're welcome, boys. Charlie Chaplin, 1889, Orson Welles, 1915, Marlon Brando, 1924, Eastwood, 1930, James Dean, nineteen thirty one, Michael Kane, that's 1933. insane. Al Pacino, the oldest of those actors, 1940. De Niro, 43. Samuel L. Jackson, 48. Bridges, 49. Bridges, nine years younger than Al Pacino. Would not have guessed that. Denzel Washington, 54. Tom Hanks, 56. DDL, 57. But Brett, you are the winner. Take us home here. Toss us a spoiler, man. If you have a hot take, go ahead and dish that out too. I don't really
4: have much of a hot take great list of actors there um but uh, what's uh, uh thanks for brett doing this movie i'm you can do a packer's
2: what? corner mm. no i don't want to
4: talk about that right now
2: <laughs> bk talks uh college football talk about the packers that's
4: <laughs> 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 hey that's a that's a cut from uh whatever pod that was and dynamite um no i'm okay. Um, I use stinks at basketball when they're supposed to be good. That's my hot take. Thanks for doing this. It's a great, it's a fun movie. Take it away. Spoiler man.
2: If you'd like to request an episode, hear your
0: name read by spoiler man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilers podcast.
2: Special thank you to our patrons. Spencer. Matt Troll.
1: Brother Brian. Nick.
2: The Meg. Nurse Stacy. Gale. The Wolf. Barky 420.
0: J.V. <laughs> Total Movie Recall.
2: <laughs> P.K.
1: <laughs> Druid King.
0: That was spoilers.